0: wild card contenders and I think they still are but they have some work to do because they didn't have a very good week so let's talk about that with Thomas Harding I'm Allison Sutter um, Thomas this is kind of a bummer um, the last time we talked the trade deadline had just passed and Rockies seem to be committed to um, trying to see this thing through to the end and but they've lost a few games so they were swept uh, by the Marlins and then they had like a home and home thing with the Rangers and they lost three or four so uh, can I still be optimistic about their chances to, to stay in this wild-card thing?
1: I'll tell you what. It's one of those things where if some relief pitchers either rebound or new ones that come in get the job done, they've got a shot here. I mean, offensively and frankly, defensively for the most part with the exception of one play. they played very well, and that's why Walt Weiss isn't um, too upset, or at least he is not pressing a panic button. He's trying to speak positively about it. They've run into some problems in the bullpen, but offensively they're scoring runs. They're beating good pitchers by running up their pitch counts and um, scoring runs later against bullpens. It's just they haven't been able to close out games here recently, and until they get that together – um, they're going to struggle. But if they can get that together and continue to do things with the starting pitching and the offense, then we could be speaking next week about a different team. I mean, it seems like every week now we're going back and forth.
0: Yeah, they have a, a little bit of a challenging schedule coming up. So they're at Philly right now, which might uh, might be a little bit of a breather for them. But then they go home to host the um, the Nationals and the Cubs. So they're going to have to figure this thing out quickly, right? Because some of those teams, they're going to expose a bad bullpen if they don't get their act together.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you look at the Texas Rangers and the Marlins, two prime playoff-type teams, and I really believe in the Marlins, by the way. But if you if you look at those games against those teams, the Rockies offensively and starting pitching-wise matched those teams. It was just the bullpen um, not getting it done. Uh, Carlos Estevez, he is out of the closer role right now. Um, they've blown like four saves this week, so it's been a, it's been a tough stretch. Uh, Adam Adovino is closing now. Um, He has more big league experience. He actually has less closing experience than the rookie Estevez, but he has more big league experience. Um, His last time out, he struck out the side, got a save in Texas after blowing one the night before. If they're able to figure this bullpen thing out, then they can get back on track. One of the things that I've noticed about this club is that no matter who they're playing, they feel like they can battle with them offensively, and this season they've actually matched starting pitching, with them, I remember asking Walt Weiss the other day about some of the teams that they're playing, and he's like, "Listen, we do obviously look at the opponent for scouting purposes and strategic purposes, but they feel like it's more how they play, not how tough the opposition is." So David Dahl has um, <laughs> is is approaching a really
0: cool record. So he's tied a record um, hitting safely in his first seventeen major league games. Um, this is where it's so much fun to like read game notes, and this is when it's fun to be a PR director because they get to dig up all this stuff. So basically, hitting hitting in his safely in his first 17 major league games ties a 75-year-old record. Um, it, it seemed like he didn't really know exactly what to say about it because that's a rookie. I mean, he doesn't really know how to react to this stuff, but uh, it's pretty cool, huh?
1: Uh, yeah, it is, and he's a guy. I think on some of our some of our talks, I've been really talking him up. Um, it re- really, for the last couple of years, having seen him in spring training and seen what he's done in the minor leagues when he's been healthy. This is a real talent. Um, the next generation of guys, I've even dropped a couple of Matt Holliday's on him, that type of player that he could be down the road. Uh, very good strike zone discipline. They try to. A lot of teams try to get him to chase up high because that's what he did early in his minor league career. He'd chase high and strike out. Uh, he seems now to have that together even against big leaguers. What I like about him is there have been – I can think of three occasions off the top of my head where the other team has brought in a left-hander to face him and Dahl has been able to get um, a, a double, a triple, and a single on those at bat. So that's really saying something considering that he hasn't been in the big leagues um, for very long. So if this season ended today, which of course it's
0: not, but uh, who's the most valuable player or the most impactful player? I mean, if you had to look at the, the, you know, the season as a whole, somebody that stands out as being like the most impactful player
1: yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question here. I'm going to say Nolan Arenado because of what he's done on both sides of the ball. Um, the home runs he's been at or, or in the National League lead the whole time, and defensively mm-hmm. it's another gold glove season for him. The other impressive thing about it is that he stayed healthy this whole time. I mean, you could have looked at Trevor's story, but he ended up uh, breaking a thumb. Carlos Gonzalez is coming off of an ankle injury, and Carlos right now, um, just And since about uh, May or so, just like last year, he's been as hot as anybody in the major leagues. So I'm going to say Nolan based on the entire season, the body of work. Um, but but there, there's impact all over the place. Charlie Blackman is doing very well um, in the leadoff position, giving them some power. And D.J. LeMahieu has had a very solid season in the number two spot. But I guess if you want to pin me down on somebody, it would be Nolan Arenado.
0: Okay, and one last thing, losing Mark Reynolds. It seems like they're going to lose him for a while. Um I was looking at his numbers. They those are pretty decent numbers. Is that is that a big uh is that a big blow to the offense?
1: I think it's a big blow first of all offensively because he's a right-handed bat. Um and and hitting low in the order. You you saw him de- delivering some power recently, but this may explain why he hasn't been hitting home runs at the rate that he did earlier in his career. Yes, part of it is he's controlled his swing and has improved his batting average, but for the last few weeks he was playing with pain in that handmade bone, and the bone is broken, um, so you expect him to have surgery. That's going to hurt, and especially it hurts because it's a very left-handed team. They called up Ben Paulson from A Albuquerque, and Paulson has done very well in the major leagues, and this year at Albuquerque he worked on facing left-handers. He didn't get to do it a lot up here because... Even in his minor league career, he had not done well at it. But what they did when they sent him down during the season was just fed him a diet of left-handers. If left-handers showed up, they made sure he was in the lineup, and he feels he's improved on that. We'll see what happens. If he can come in and basically be Mark Reynolds from the left side, then they end up not, not missing anything. And that, That's the thing that we've talked about with the Rockies, is that they've been able to go into their system and get what they need.
0: Okay, very interesting. We will keep our eye on the Rockies. Enjoy your time in Philly, uh, Thomas, and thanks a lot. We'll catch
1: up with you next time. Yeah, it's hard not to enjoy time in Philly with the cheesesteaks and everything else here. <laughs>
0: we'll have at it. Thank you.
1: All right.